Welcome to the Hold for Release podcast. I'm Kevin, a private pilot and an instrument-rated pilot here to talk about the U.S. airline industry. I'll provide my thoughts on aviation news, financial reports, and updates along with some personal flight experience. The Hold for Release podcast is for entertainment purposes only and is not meant to be an official report for any investment advice, news, or aviation guidelines. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Now let's get into it. All right, welcome to the Hold for Release podcast. Um, today is Thursday, July 29th, 2021. Um, turned 20 years old tomorrow, which is pretty scary to think about. Um, and uh, today I want to talk about my instrument check ride. I feel like this is a good one to start off on. Um, so I, I got my instrument rating last Friday, July 23rd, so a week before I turned 20 finishing out the teens in a, in style. So I, I just want to talk about that a little bit. Um, kind of my experience that compared to my private pilot check ride, you know? Um, so let's get into it. So, um, I, first things first is I felt as prepared as can be going into this check ride. And I feel like there is no better way, obviously to go into a check ride when you feel prepared, like your confidence level goes up so much. So a little bit of background um, going into this. So I currently am enrolled at a part 141 school. Um, I'm not going to say the name of the school, but last fall, I was was a rising rising freshman. um, And because of COVID, not many people were getting up and going to fly because of COVID. Um, I I just said that, but um, People were having a hard time getting on the schedule, getting in the airplane, meeting with instructors, um, and I was one of those students. I had a very difficult time of staying on the schedule. I got kicked off three or four times. Um, couldn't fly. Couldn't get my instrument rating. Getting even getting started, um, and there was really nothing I could do about it. I mean, I could study, but there's only only so much studying you can do um, in that situation when you have no flight experience whatsoever. So. What I did was uh, all my classes were online, so I ended up just taking my classes from home now, and then I just uh, flew VFR and gained hours that way um, at home for about a year. So I went into college with about 115 hours, and I finished. Um, I got my just got my instrument rating. I've got just about 270 hours. So um, whereas compared to if I stayed at that part 141 school and, and flew there, I would have probably had around. Um, maybe 185 hours around there. Um, so I gained my, I gained so many hours, um, this way. So what I did is, is I actually ended up changing my major. So I went part 61 instead and and to get my instrument rating. Um, I I changed my major to something other than, um, commercial aviation. I don't don't really want want to become a commercial airline pilot. I'll get into that in another time, but, um, so I changed it and, and I'll no longer need those part 141, um, requirements. So I, I just got my instrument out of part 61 school. So, um, actually the same place I got my private pilot's license at. So anyway, so I, I got my official first instrument, um, instrument lesson on June 11th and the check ride is July 23rd. So I had just about, about you know, five and a half, six weeks to do this. Um, 
a past past check ride. Um, but keep in mind, I, I also did the ground school. Well, I actually retook the ground school just just to help, just for benefits. Took the original ground school, took the written test at my part 141 school because they had their ground school there. So anyway, I passed that there. Um, but like I said, once I started getting back into the airplane in, in June and started learning about instruments, I took the ground school again. Um, I didn't do super well on the uh, written exam, but, you know, I passed. I passed with ease. So anyway, um, so I, I, like I said, retook the ground school and then I just started preparing for the check ride itself. And I did that by um, Sporty's ground school, instrument ground school, which helped a lot. Um, M0A, their audiobook, um, they go through just about every single question and answer that would could possibly be on the oral. Um, that's not from a situational standpoint, you know. So like, what's an MEA? What's a? Um, what are your alternate minimums and, and that kind of thing? Uh, another thing that really helps me is YouTube videos. You know, just like getting experience, kind of um, from a GoPro footage. You know, how to fly this approach? How to do a uh, obstacle uh, clearance stuff like that. Um, that really helped as well. And then there are multiple other sources on YouTube that, that teach you or that are kind of mock um, oral exams. That really helped as well. Um, and then again, other people. So in this Part 61 school, there have been you know a lot of people who have been with a certain examiner before. So it you know it doesn't hurt to reach out and just ask, hey, what should I know? What, what did you struggle with? You know, what, what, what does he focus on? What does he not focus on so much? That really helped as well just to get into it. Um, like I said, I felt very, very prepared. Um, another thing to do before going in, into your check ride is you can do some oral exams with your instructor um, and then some mock check rides itself with your instructor. I did a couple of those. I felt very good about it. Going into the check ride, I, I felt great. Um, I felt great. I knew this certain examiner is going to be tough. I know he, he has a reputation of being very difficult. Um, difficult in a good way. Difficult as in safe and he's going to make sure you're safe. He's not going to pull any trick questions on you. He's going to make sure you're a safe pilot. But he does it in kind of a difficult manner. Um, and I knew that. Then the day of the check ride comes, um, July 23rd, so almost a week ago. I was the first person to fly this certain airplane at this flight school. I was the first person to take a check ride in this aircraft, an instrument. Now, as you know, as most of you know, instrument check rides, um, you need a lot of paperwork and requirements for your plane. You know, your your um, tomato flames plus um, grab card and then, you know, your, that, that acronym. All the required stuff, all the paperwork for everything, aviates, um, that acronym as well. Got to get everything written down, um, and, you know, make sure everything's organized in, the, in a binder with all those maintenance logs. That took a while to get together, especially since my instructor had a little bit of family stuff that he had to take care of. So I was kind of on my own for that. Um, and believe it or not, that's, that's kind of a blessing in disguise. Um, it was really difficult to figure all that stuff out. Um, you know, when you are a renter of an airplane, you don't think about that. You just hop in the airplane and go. Um, but, you know, when you're getting in, in getting ready for a check ride, you and your instructor kind of add it, you know, both of you, you both do it together. This was some him, mostly, mostly me. 
So I really had to figure this stuff out. And there were a lot of paperwork that was missing because it hasn't had a 100 hour yet. It just had its annual. It just had its 100 hour. Um, it hasn't had its 100 hour at this flight school yet. So I was in charge of finding all of this paperwork and whatnot. So that was a fun little adventure. Um, and actually, on the day of the check ride, uh, the instructor is you know, making sure that the candidate is qualified to take this exam as well as the airplane and there was something missing in the binder which just totally slipped my head i thought i thought it was in there it looked like it was in there but it was actually something else you know some fancy aviation paperwork um so i actually had to go down to uh the maintenance hangar and get this sorted out um which took about an hour an hour and a half total so we were delayed about an hour and a half, which actually ended up working out because there was some weather that rolled in in the morning, some fog, so we wouldn't have been able to, to fly anyway. It was low IFR. Um, so that helped. That helped. Um, it made me a little more nervous, <laughs> a little more nervous, um, just not, you know, it, it wasn't a great start to say. Um, you know, I, I am in charge of it, but at the same time, there there is only so much I could do with that with that scenario it's a brand new airplane even some of the questions my instructor didn't know he's like i don't know where to find this because it's a brand new airplane at the flight school so it was kind of a headache to get that done but uh once that was finished we started with um with the official oral test now um, one thing i forgot to add is from the time i met with him to the time i shook hands and, and left the airport it was about seven and a half hours a seven and a half hour official total check ride and it was brutal my um my head was hurting after that because i was so tired and <laughs> exhausted from that so anyway back to the the oral um he's he, I, I think this is for every the the instruct the examiner is going to give you a route to file not to file but to plan um mine was from um an airport in Charlotte to in the Charlotte area to uh, PDK. Um, so I planned that really well. I took that a couple of weeks in, in advance to prepare that, and I felt very good about it. Um, he and most of the instrument check ride is very situational. So you know, if you are flying along this airway to PDK and this happens, what are you going to do? You know, if the um, clouds get lowered by just 100 feet below minimums do you still go that kind of thing so be prepared for that that's that's some great advice be prepared for any situation another piece of advice is be very conservative um i have the mentality always as a pilot is if there's really any threat that is going to put me in danger i'm not going to go fly um i have an instrument rating uh, you know i but there's really no point in me going out and going to use my personal minimums i, I want to go way above that um that's and that brings me up to the next point have your personal minimums memorized and even better printed out on a sheet that's what i did and he was very impressed by that anyway so once you have the route prepared it's a good idea the night before to call a brief from 1-800-WX-BRIEF get a standard briefing and then the next morning um, before a check ride go ahead and get an abbreviated brief just get some more updated weather um, that's what i did and you know i don't love the charts the surface analysis charts or product charts you know whatever 
it's great information, but honestly, having someone tell me what to expect is a lot better. Obviously, I still use both and ForeFlight and AviationWeather.gov. Those are great uh, tools, but it, it's a good idea to have all of your weather prepared. That way, he, he he's going to sit down and ask you, all right, so what, what weather do we have? And if you didn't look over the weather and you're like, oh, I don't know, that's not going to look good. So be prepared for that. Um, know how to read your charts. Um, how to find certain things, you know, winds aloft, he asked me, where to find the icing, that kind of stuff, pie reps. Um, another thing is be able to explain why you chose certain points on your route. You know, if you're on an airway, explain why you chose this airway compared to this airway. If you're not on the airway, why did you do that? If you don't have a star planned or a departure procedure planned, why is that? Um, another thing is lost communications. It's, it's very, very, um, um, expected on a, on a check ride. Most people know that, but something I didn't know was, you know, I, I knew the order of things and what to do if we lost comms, but towards the end of the flight, he's like, all right, so let's say we're flying it. We're still in IMC and we get to PDK. What are we going to do? And I said, I, he said, when, when can you start descending? And I had no idea i had no clue um and so we talked through it and it it, luckily i found it in the in the regulations book but you know be prepared for that um which brings me up to my next point is have your far aim um annotated and have a nice little table of contents, especially for IFR stuff. That's what I did. If there was something I didn't know off the top of my head, I was able to look in the far aim and just look at my table of contents and say, okay, it's right here on this page. Um, and it was super easy to find. And I was able to find it within seconds. And he was very impressed by that as well. Another thing to keep in mind is examiners rarely see perfect check rides. I like to go in with the mentality of saying, all right, I'm going to be another perfect check ride. That hasn't happened yet for my two check rides, and it probably never will, but I like to have that mentality. Um, it's not something to be cocky. It's something to be confident in. Say, all right, I'm very well prepared for this. Let's go do it and, and show what I've learned and show what I know. Um, there was one question where I I just did not know the answer to. Um, it was... Uh, it was the difference between LP and LNAV. And I know the basics of it, but I didn't know the specifics. Um, and he wanted the specifics. I didn't know the entire specifics. So, yeah. And that's when he said, all right, well, um, you know, it, you don't have to have a perfect check. Or, you're, you know, not, you don't have to have a perfect check right to pass. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I knew that. Another thing is, uh, like I said, weather. No, you know, know where, what kind of icing is, uh, could be possible. And thunderstorms are probable. You know, I'm flying in the Southeast. They're probable, probable pretty much every day. Um, but you know, it, it, it takes a while. Of course he has to stress every single question that you've missed on your written exam. I missed kind of a, a good bit. I still passed with these, but I missed a good bit. So that's why it took a, a long time, um, to get mine done. So um, and then he'll go, or at least with me, he went over what we're going to look for in the flight, what we're going to do, what our plan of action is, 
and he gave me a little bit of time to kind of look over some um, charts right now and just get used to it and see how we're going to do this exactly, which really helped. There's another good bit of extra time to kind of prepare for that and what to expect. You know, um, I was able to see, all right, are, are we going to, are we required to do a procedure turn here? What kind of entry is this going to be? Um, that kind of stuff. That really helped, even though it, was an, it took about five minutes to look that stuff over. Um, the flight itself, it's pretty much just the ACS requirements. Um, nothing special. My be- best advice for this is go in, do your pre-flight, um, use your checklists, um, do your abort plan. I mean, you know, be smart, be safe, do what you normally do flying. Don't forget anything. Um, you know, be, just be safe and load everything into the into your avionics before you get going. It's just going to help you. Um, and and once you're in, once you're in the airplane, just fly the airplane. Have have the mentality that like you're flying, just another instructor, or you're flying your friend. Um, that certainly helped with me. It's it's a lot more intimidating when you're in the oral and you're like looking eye to eye with him with the with the examiner. That's a lot more intimidating because he asks you a question, you have to know the answer. Whereas you're in the airplane, you just show what you know and fly the airplane. There's no direct questions for the most part. There's no direct questions. You just fly the airplane, show what you know. Um, so, and there is no doubt that the oral is the more difficult part in this check ride. I think if you ask any instrument rated pilot, the, the more difficult part of their check ride was the oral. Um, and no doubt about that for me. Um, certainly that was more difficult, even though he said, um, towards the end, you know, he said, well, you did very good, good, good job. You scored within the nineties, uh, or mid nineties or something like that. So it felt good. But during the time of the oral, you feel you feel very nervous. You feel very stressed. You don't know if you're going to pass. And I, I did better than I thought I did just because of his body language, um, the way it kind of answered things. You know, you're going to be nervous. So you might know the answer in your head, but the way it comes out just sounds kind of awkward. Just take your time. They know you're nervous. Um, you know you're nervous. So just relax. Take your time and just kind of talk it through. Now, my instrument check ride compared to my private check ride i did these in two different airplanes um, two different airports with two different examiners without a doubt my private was easier um i I don't want to say easier but without a doubt i felt um like that was less difficult, less challenging. <laughs> um, mostly because of that oral was a lot of airspace stuff and a lot of the basics. This really got into depth um, as it should um, and, and that kind of thing. But um, I don't know. For the checkride flight itself, they're, I would say they're both about even. Um, they're both just showing what you know. Um, I was never a big fan of like stalls. That's just me. I, I like straight and level stuff and <laughs> regular flight. I don't love stalls, but um, so I don't know. It, it it was fine. They were both fine. Um, but overall, I would say w- with the oral and chuck ride combined, I would say the instrument was way more difficult. Um, passed them both on the first try. I feel very fortunate about that. I also felt a lot more prepared going into my instrument chuck ride. Um, 
I I knew a lot more. I was well. Let's see. I just turned eighteen at the time when I took my private, and I turned twenty a week after my instrument check ride. So I was, you know, not too much time. About almost two years have went by um, since the check rides. I felt a lot more prepared. I did a lot more studying going into my instrument check ride, um, and I did a lot of it myself. Um, something that I can compare is that for my private check ride, I let my instructor take the way in, in getting me ready. Whereas an instrument, I had to take the way in getting ready. Um, I had to get myself prepared. I had to get the airplane prepared. Um, I had to get the flight prepared. Whereas with my private, you know, when you're pointing out the dead reckoning stuff, you're with your instructor the whole time, kind of asking him, oh, is this okay? Is this okay? He's getting the book ready for you for maintenance and stuff. I did all that myself pretty much. That, and I feel like that makes me a better pilot. Um, that makes me more prepared because in the real world, you're really not going to have an instructor sitting next to you if something goes wrong and you're at cruise altitude. Um, so, you know, I do like that, and I do feel good about that myself. Overall, um, the check ride went well. Like I said, I passed. Um, There's really nothing where I was, like, on the edge of of failing, um, especially with the flight. It's either, like, pass or fail for the most part, but I, I don't know. I, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was um, good to compare the two check rides that I've taken, um, but I enjoyed it. So that's all for now. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll get back to you soon.